0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Paradoxically. Yay. All right. So today I have Emily Valentine with me and I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself. So Emily, introduce yourself. Okay. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. My name is Emily Valentine
1: and I started my walk this quarantine where I had an encounter with God myself. And was moved now to become an ambassador for Christ, to live a pleasing and acceptable life to the Lord, really. And honestly, I'm truly happy to inform you all that. It's one of the best decisions I've made in the little 17 years. Uh, And I'm really happy that Carrie's invited me to be a part of such an amazing experience, to share with the world more about God and to give an insight of what I understand about him to just Pulling more, you know, like go out there and just proclaim the gospel to the word to others and to just show them truly who amen. he is.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Emily. And I'm so happy to have you here with me. Um, going back a little bit to what you said about um, proclaiming the word of God. I believe that it's definitely a wonderful thing to be in the army of Christ as an offense Christian. You know, you can't be at the defense because the devil is not like standing in one corner saying you know what let me not talk the devil is out there you know and it's our duty to ensure that we defend the kingdom of God and that we ensure that other persons know about the love of God and know about yeah, so are given that's
1: true and you know the only way that can happen if it's it is if you just say, "Okay, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna make disciples of." It can even start in just your friend group. Yeah. You know, just one action, one step, or one step in faith can change, can make a difference. It's that simple. But we just have to say, "Okay, this is what we want. We, we've encountered with him, and we want others to have that as well." You know,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: you've seen how much happier you've become since you've met the lord you've had him in your life and you want others to share in that to be partakers of the grace in which you have
0: definitely you can't be selfish with the word of god god is for everybody you know what i'm saying um so yeah so today everyone we're going to be talking about church yes so um i believe that we all know relatively what church is what church is about um so, I just want to hear, Emily, what do you think about church? What is church to you? Okay, that's a really good question, Caris,
1: because in society, it's very simple to really confuse what church is. You know, everybody sees it to be just a building. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you getting up, walking into that building, and that itself is the church and that's not the reality the reality is that the church is the body in that building the -hmm. church is the people that come together to worship christ it's the people that decide that they're going to be a change and they're going to be lights to the world to the society in which they live and bring his kingdom down here on earth that Mm -hmm. is church Mm
0: -hmm. right And so many of us are caught up in the stigma in thinking that it's a physical place, as you said. But in reality, it's the people. It's a body of Christ. It's it's a spiritual atmosphere, you know, where the Lord is present. You know, it's not just a mere physical activity. It's supernatural, you know. And definitely it's something that we have to take into consideration and really get in tune with. Um, Basically, Emily, tell me, why is church important to you? Okay. That's a really, that's another good question.
1: Thank you for asking that. Uh, It's important to me because previously, like I said, this quarantine, I would have gained understanding of who God really is, who Christ himself is and how much of a cornerstone he is. And with that information, you know, when you gain new information, you you take it and you sit down and you're like, wow. Right. It's it's the good news. And upon receiving the good news, You just want to proceed with worship. You just want to worship, worship, worship. I think the answer in its entirety is just to say that you love church because of who God is.
0: Um, In terms of saying that... That Christ is a cornerstone, and that He is the center Mm -hmm. of church. Like
1: I think it's a simple answer, but you can go like more into because I think the answer that I'm I'm like trying to get across is that you you only want to go to church to worship. You don't want to have any other intent behind your worship, Mm -hmm. just to offer it up as a living sacrifice to Him. Right, That's, that's the intent.
0: And definitely, um, many times, youth, especially teenagers, we go to church to, all right, go link up with friend, you know, mm-hmm. or kill time. When in reality, it's it shouldn't be like that. It should be you actively saying to yourself, "I want to worship the Lord. I want to go and be in His presence." And that's definitely why church is so important. And I also believe that church is very important because the Bible literally says that we're supposed to gather with God's people. And uplift yeah. hold each other up you know and we're better to do that than the church you know and so it's very important because at the end of the day no man is an island no man stands alone and the lord expects us to stand together especially as believers because even the bible says where two or more are gathered the lord is there and Amen. It's the church it's a whole congregation with believers yeah. you know and so it definitely is a definitely is a very spiritual atmosphere and I feel like I feel as though many times persons would be like um counter kind of countering what I was saying in a sense where many times persons would be like oh um church is the only place where I can really encounter the Lord lies lies, lies,
1: lies. yes let's so not even get into that like I honestly just believe that we need to just erase that whole concept of just saying that the church is a building and realizing that it's modern. We're living in the 21st century. And in this century, human beings are the temple. They are the church. Their body is the church of God, right? Wherever you sit down and you decide that you're going to offer a praises to the Lord, that's where the church is, right? Well, what you-
0: if you take into consideration the COVID-19 like virus, you're not even able to go to a physical place you know into a physical building many times like we have to you know be with ourselves and be online and everything it makes you even realize even more that church is not just a physical place it's a spiritual activity you know it's a spiritual place and we are the church you know i'm saying right
1: so his intent from the very beginning was to not just have his presence being limited to just the ark let's let's take it all the way back it it wasn't just to have it limited to just one specific setting but he wanted to move around remember god is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and if we take it back to scripture we remember when jesus was saying to the lady at the well that hey don't worry about it soon you don't have to go over there Mm -hmm. up to jerusalem to worship no You'll be able to just sit here by this world and you just sing your praises to God. It's that simple. Simple.
0: So that just even goes to solidify even more that um, churches, like, as you said, our body is a temple and our body is a church of Christ. Um, Basically, we are and anywhere, really and truly, all in your bedroom at 12 a.m. in the morning, you can be in the presence of God. All you have to do is just ask the Lord to have an encounter with him and you'll be able to encounter him. Literally, literally, all you have to do is just ask, you know, all you have to do is just actively put yourself and lay before the feet of the throne of God and say, Lord, like, I want to experience you, you know, and he will, he will definitely um, reveal himself to you. Definitely. Um, Cause that's what, that's what he wants to do. So basically let's talk about what think let's talk about teenagers a little bit now Emily so you know uh so you are how old um you're you're 17 and I'm 16 so as Mm. as we definitely can see within this generation
1: is a young lady guys
0: okay (laughs) uh yes a baby anyways as we can see in this generation many times people within our age range or even within this generation as we like to say gen z i'm not even sure about that gen z um we like to say that You know, um, I don't really want to go to church. Like, I want to stay home and, you know, relax. And many times people are just like, nah, man, my Sunday too, good for that. My Sunday, man, for stay home and relax. You know them ways there? And instead of saying, all right, Sundays I'm going to dedicate a day to the Lord. Why do you think is that? What What do you have to say about that? You know, that stigma that teenagers have
1: okay so for teenagers i honestly believe it's just a trend carries we, we've been there we've experienced trends coming in where one person doesn't want to do one thing so the whole generation say you know what that's true that's not cool right mm-hmm. and if it's that we have a group saying that okay church is boring then you know it spreads it's like a virus let's say corona for example one person catches it and then it it just spreads everybody out. Mm-hmm. uh-huh definitely so I think in the society, everybody has developed this mentality to say that it's boring. God is boring, right? Mm -hmm. When that's not the reality. It's far from that.
0: And even even in terms of saying that God is boring and all of that, many teenagers, we don't want to live for the Lord because we feel as though it's going to restrict us. That's exactly it. God is restricting you from living a good life, you know, from having fun, you know, but then we take into consideration
1: that fun that we, we, what we perceive to be fun is not really fun at all, mm-hmm. right? We realize that the smoking only allows you to feel good for a certain period of time right after it wears off that feeling of high wears off you're back to being low you mm-hmm. go out and you have a couple drinks and you realize that oh you're good and then you wake up back I feeling know. worse than you even went into that club right Definitely. and you realize that you're in a position that only one thing can feel you and that's the thing that you're con- let's not even call him thing it's the god that you're considering to be boring mm-hmm. right exactly so we, we, we just, I think that's where ambassadors of Christ come in now, each believer, where you have to really take it, you make it your, um, your point of duty to bring his kingdom down because we are living in a dark place where not everybody is fully aware of his goodness and how his goodness is there in their life every second, every hour, and deem it worthy for him to receive their praise, right? Yeah. And we just have to get it together, like the body of Christ has to just come together as one and just... And
0: also, and that kind of wants me to ask another question, like, especially within this time, within this 21st century, the body of Christ seems to be somewhat divided in many churches, in many instances, the body of Christ is divided. What do you have to say about that? What do you okay. think about that?
1: so I really do agree with you on that one carries I've sat here in in the room and I'm like oh my gosh if we only came together as one it would be so much easier to go out there on a mission and just conquer the world it would be so much easier but then you have division coming from your own home your own family the family of God right and I, I get that you have different um churches there you have Pentecostal you have revival you have different different churches but at the same time we have to take into consideration that we're worshiping one god it's not like one church worshiping um god the father and the next
0: church worshiping god the son like no it's just one (laughs) exactly we're all under one umbrella which is the lord you know which is jesus christ which is god the creator of the universe but we've all but i believe that goes into tying to what we were saying even before this podcast started in a sense where we're caught up in a cycle of religion yes. as i said earlier you know where we as humans put try to put our own understanding and thank our you yes to it, when really and truly the lord doesn't want us to do that and even when you look at it you know we're not even half as sensible as the lord you know like he the scientists say that we only use what 20 30 percent of our brain what, what, what happened to the rest of it obviously mm-hmm. the lord doesn't want to reveal those things to us so we in Orlica brain say you know what i'm going to put this rule here so and so and so so that i can understand it more understand mm-hmm. the religion more understand christianity more when the lord doesn't want you to put rules like, and regulations exactly. and
1: that's where i've um the other day i was talking to somebody and they were like is it that you want to study Christianity? And I'm like, Christianity, you want to study Christianity. Listen, the God of Christianity cannot be studied. Amen. Right. You can't, you can't even yeah. dare to say you're gonna put him in a box of what he can and cannot do because that's not how he works, right? right? He'll do all today and then tomorrow it's right. new it's coming in. God,
0: you cannot determine the movements and the actions and the plans of the Lord. You can't no, you that.
1: can't, right? Yeah, you okay. can know his characteristics and know that hey, he'll be faithful to you okay. in this situation but at the same time do not limit his faithfulness it can come aboundingly on you and then you can just get a little bit right but at the same time he's still faithful right that's just him
0: definitely the lord is always faithful as you said um so basically i want you to talk now like um what would you say to a teenager or even an adult rather who is who is hung up against going to church who doesn't believe the who doesn't see the purpose in going to church and dedicating time to the Lord what would you say to them honestly
1: I would scream at the person I come to church yeah (laughs) I would honestly love to sit there and just have a conversation with that person who doesn't really see the purpose or the intent of them wanting to go there and let them know that listen what do I want to say to that person i would love to sit here and talk to someone
0: just talk to okay. Okay. hold on
1: i'm trying to get gather my thoughts because honestly that's something that i would really love to do you know like really like so listen you're not going to church because just for going sake no that's not the intent behind it but you're really going there to worship because the lord has done some really great things in your life he has kept you from things that was coming your way and you didn't even see them coming Right. He was a shield to you twenty four seven. So you go to offer up your worship worship to thank him for everything that he has done because he's great. He
0: didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. He to me, like when I think of like the love of God and when I think of like just everything that the lord has done for for his people like it's just so baffling because he didn't have to he didn't have to but because he loves because he is love and because he 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 knew that we are incapable of being perfect he said you know what i'm going to give them i'm going to give them an opportunity to spend eternity with me because i love them you know what i'm saying and so i believe that I feel like what i would say to a person if i wanted them to go to church i wouldn't necessarily sit down and tell them oh you know church is important so and so and so and so whatever because to a sermon but rather i would talk to them i would literally remind them of who god is remind them of who god is and remind them of the story of jesus um when he came to this earth and literally offered himself up as a living sacrifice you know that's the ultimate sacrifice and many times, you know, many times people be like, but um, John 3 16 is so ex- like exaggerated. Like the Lord knew that he was going to get back his son. Yes, he knew that he was going to get back but his son. He didn't child. have to give that but son at all. But if you had a child and that is your only child, right? You would have sent your child in a foreign land, forget beaten, lacerations, bleed blood and water, get spit at, accused um cheated everything for people who probably um, want to love him back i would exactly i would never but the lord said, and that's why
1: i'm gonna do it yes that's that's a 100 percent true and that's why when we're talking to people and we're talking to them and we're trying to like get them to know god we have to be careful of the words that we use right so yes i would honestly love to sit with a person and tell them out like fully like this is god like let them know who he is and like tell them about his goodness and how his goodness is here and we can see it in like the simplest of things a small act we can see it in the eyes of a stranger on the street right when when you want to be angry at someone but you remember god's goodness to you and you show them mercy when you want to like be unforgiving right and you remember how much time god has forgiven you right Mm -hmm. and um i think we have to be careful with words because we could easily put the fear of god into someone but like fear them in a sense that they worship out of fear right
0: and not even only talking about like what you say but rather what you do because many times persons create a negative image of the body of christ yes they do due to like what the pastor may have done or what exactly exactly or what they might have said, as you said, when in reality, my mommy always tells me that the church is a hospital, as in the sense where the church is a place for sick people, for for weak people, for persons who are who are in need of help or in, who are in need of a savior, you yeah. know, all in need of a savior. Because even you look back at the story of Christ again in the New Testament, when literally like the Lord, Jesus didn't come for the, the, um, the, the strong perfect. and
1: those he who
0: came for, or those who are well off, and all that he came for the weak, he came for the weak, he came for the persons, who and safe. that's
1: something that's that's uh, um, that's uh, how do I put it? That's this, uh, blah, 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 what's the word? What's the word? There's a word, Carrie's, there's a word for it. I don't know the word, I'm gonna have to use another word, uh, and that's something that we really need to change, right? Where we think that um, it's a place. And you're supposed to come into this place perfect, already perfect. While the reality is that you're su- you're supposed to enter this place, this church, and you're supposed to be weak. You're supposed to be broken. You're supposed to be torn apart, and then you leave the place completely renewed. You leave the place restored. You can't you can't expect someone to come into the church and they're completely fine when they don't know who Jesus is, who their savior is, and what it is that He has done for them. That can't entirely be possible. That would make the gospel not the gospel it wouldn't be good news then, right mm-hmm. and the whole point of a gospel is to share with others that there is good it's not supposed to tell them what god will do when you don't follow him but to allow them to understand that there are some things that they can gain from following him right like i think sometimes we create this negative image of who god is and like that's not the case right he is absolute perfection and his perfection doesn't like um allow you to like not want to be perfect but it, it's there's a passion in your heart and all you want to do is to be like him but sometimes we leave that out of the picture we tell them about the god of wrath and we don't tell them about the god of love the god of forgiveness mm-hmm. we leave out that part we leave out the fact that you will mess up 20 million times and he'll call you back and say come start again Again, we forget that God will walk you through some of the driest times in your life, and He will be with you when the water's coming out. Like He'll just be constant through it all. He'll be at places where you're hopeless, and then He comes up with His peace and life, and be like, "Here's hope." Right? It's like you're stretching out your hand like you're a beggar. and You're stretching out your hand, and Jesus walks past, and He just hands you everything like with just one touch of His hand.
0: Amen. And even going back to what you said about like perfection the lord has asked for perfection and he knows that we're fully incapable of being perfect so i believe that many persons are like saying especially teenagers are like yeah man when i'm 50 i'll i'll go to church i'll fix up my life same yeah, so i, I had that same and and listen to me listen to me who say i'm gonna live till 50 exactly listen to that like you shouldn't wait for perfection don't wait for perfection to live for the lord The Lord is here right now, and He knows that He knows that you're flawed, but yet still He still wants all of your flaws. He wants you, you know what I'm saying? And many times, person will be like, you know, I read my Bible, but um, but I still curse, you know, so I can't go to church. You know, I'm not gonna dedicate my life to Lord because that part of my life kinda, you know, not in place. Listen to me, the Lord wants all of you. The Lord wants all of you. He wants you Lord, he wants you pray. He wants he not even always the perfections. He just wants you. He wants every single aspect of you. And so, you know, we should stop waiting and saying that, yeah, man, when I'm 60, you know, I get my life together and all of that. But what are you yeah. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I had that same mindset at one point. I remember being in church. Um, I think this was in the tenth grade. So, you know, that was not too long ago. And I was like, i was like um i can't wait till i get older to finally start living for the lord to have kids and grow them up and i was like it came to me don't get me wrong it came to me that what's the point of waiting till you're older you've seen youth died as soon as they go to school like at just as like the age of 12 like people are dying you don't know tomorrow is not promised to no man right mm-hmm. you have today you use it wisely you think about your action and watch your actions consequence of the actions rather right if it's that you want paradise after death you want to be at peace you want to really see god you want to see the fullness of his grace Mm -hmm. right that is to live a life that is holy and acceptable to him Mm -hmm. to just believe to just step out in faith and just accept his grace and i think youth teenagers just need to just stop with that mindset because it's such a mindset that it's a trend that it moves from one person to the next and then a virus exactly so people just need to well teenagers need to stop seeing it as that like you said before god is trying to limit he doesn't do that he wants you to go out right if it's that we say that he we can't limit what he can do why would he want to limit what his creation can do right he wants to use you to be a light he wants to use you to be a light to your family use it to be a light to friends right and i get for teenagers it's not an easy walk like trust me it's not right it's not a walk in the park over here Definitely. but it's truly worth it right it's true it's truly worth it to lose it all now and gain it later it's truly yeah. worth it to
0: because lose a, couple- a scripture that i read um yesterday i think it said um oh i think it was the verse of the day yesterday if if um any man chooses to come after me they must um take up their cross and follow me and whosoever tries to find their life will lose it but whosoever lose their life for the sake of my kingdom will find eternal life you know what i'm saying and that goes even to tie into what you just said like um i lost my train of thought <laughs> i lost my train of thought what was i saying again emily remind me I lost it ties
1: into what i was saying before about as teenagers we we think that it's um it's like too much to just like follow him really right mm-hmm. we think that we're losing it all yes. but the reality is yes. that mm-hmm.
0: we feel as though we're losing life you know losing time following the lord but at the end of the day um you feeling as though you're losing your life you're actually gaining it you're actually a yeah. whole new you're actually gaining eternal life rather mm-hmm. you know you there, it's So many times we're caught up in the here and the now and we're saying, yeah, man, I'm going to live my life now. YOLO. You know, we have that phrase that we say you only live once. Listen to me, there's a whole life after death. And, and that's
1: the thing the, the world teaches us to do our own thing, to follow our hearts, to follow what you believe is right, what you believe is good. The world teaches us to follow our own, our own standards, right? And if that's the thought, if that's the ideology that has been passed down from generation to generation, right? What is it going to take now to like cut it out? what it's really going to take is a believer right mm-hmm. because as a believer you know Christ doesn't say follow your heart Christ says no leave your heart behind because that little heart of yours is deceitful right it will leave you astray. you astray deceitful. your heart is deceitful what you need to do is leave behind your emotions and your feelings and pick up your cross and follow me leave what you see in this world because listen the world is going to pass At some point, you're going to see everything that you thought was your joy and your pride, everything, everything that made you happy, which gave you rather temporary happiness. It's not there anymore.
0: It's no longer going to be there to give you happiness and joy. So definitely um, in wrapping it up, um, just want to come back um, to church and say that, um, just give them, just give the persons listening to this podcast a um, couple pointers in stating that, as we said earlier, the church is not um, just a physical place, but it's a supernatural um, activity, and that we, as, as a temple, as the body of Christ, um, have the church within us. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely. And also talking about the stigma associated with church when we grow older, we shouldn't wait. You know, the Lord doesn't ask for perfection and the Lord doesn't say when you're 60, come to me. He says, come to me now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm calling you now. And I just really want to touch on something with you, Emily, before we go. Um, the Lord just placed something on my heart. Um, Aligning to when the Lord places something on your heart, when the Lord places an urging or a nudging in your spirit to go to church, to take up your Bible, to read your Bible. Many times persons will be like, no you know i don't have time for that or they try to drown out the the try try to drown out rather the voice of god and the nudges of the holy spirit what would you say to a person who's trying to ignore the word of god ignore the pulling and the calling of god on their lives right now okay so first
1: of all we want to acknowledge that if you're watching this podcast at this very moment that you're here for a reason right he led you to this pod, um, podcast for you to just hear his word, hear two young believers talking about him, right? And to just lead you to him. When you realize that it's really, truly the voice of God that's calling you, from my experiences, it's best you obey the voice. If it's that out of the blue, you heard, read, pick up the Bible, pick up the Bible. <laughs> Right, the Bible will change your life. Right, the Bible isn't just another book, it's the word of God. It's like every word that proceed I, I don't think it's every word you because some of them were just writing so fast, they missed everything. Hold on, you're gonna have to cut that pa- um, part yeah, out. Yeah,
0: like it, so,
1: yeah. um. <laughs> So the Bible isn't like any other book. It's the word of God. It's the word of the one true God who is here and alive with us, who journeys with us on a daily basis, that protects us, that really keeps us. And if you hear his voice saying, read your Bible, follow me. If you hear his voice saying, leave it all behind and just come to me. Let me lead you. Let me be the light that you need right now. Let me let me just take control of your life. Just surrender to me from one teen to the next or from a teen to an adult, whoever it might be. Leave all that you have. It might be. You're rich. It might be that you don't have much. You don't have much to give. But the reality, all he asks is for is your heart. That's the one thing that he truly wants of you, for you to be pure in heart, that you can inherit his kingdom and that's much more that when you do what you don't have right now but it will be truly worth it i know some people like really don't have it like it's a case where um like we talked about the the verse where it's for the orphans it's for the widow in our society you it's not necessarily for the are or, the orphans and the widows but it's for the homeless it's for the people in need the people who need his help right now and you can help, you can join, you can become a part of such a mission, such a, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word, there's a word, why do I keep forgetting words? Oh, you can become such a, you can become a part of a mission, a group, and their main aim is to reach people, to be like, to be like Christ, to, to lose it all, to count everything as rubbish just to follow this one man who decided to give them salvation and salvation is open to you as well it's not just limited to the rich no it was it's far from that it's it's open to the poor it's open to the babies it's open to every single body and salvation comes and it doesn't come in the form of like uh limitations no it comes in the form of a gift box where you open it and when you open it you see the gift of life itself the gift That doesn't fade away the gift that's not underneath a tree that isn't store-bought but the gift from god himself
0: yeah and even um the lord says that jesus said that he's the water he's the well that will never run dry and if you drink his water you will never you'll never go thirsty you know he is the true and living vine that never shall never pass away you know and so i believe in wrapping up what um I would like to leave emily and i would like to leave with all of you guys listening to this podcast is that um let go and let god show you how life is supposed to be lived and show you how um how you're supposed to go about your daily lives and how you're how you are to navigate this chaotic world you know can't navigate this messed up life you know because so many things are going crazy nowadays but when god is your center when god is your home you're able to you know have your center ground and be able to basically not allow yourself to be influenced by the negative influences of this world um definitely so thank you so much emily uh, for joining me on this podcast today it was definitely an amazing podcast i so happy that you came here um you definitely gave us some very important information, very infor- important insights. And I just thank you so much. Um, definitely know that person's lives will be impacted by this through Christ. Um, Emily, you have any Thank you so yeah. much, Gary, for having me here. Yeah. Guys, I truly hope that you
1: do take, hold on to every word which was said right here. Right. right. Just really hold on. I know there's a popular Bible verse that everybody hears over and over trust in the Lord trust in the Lord do not lean on your own understanding and sometimes I think that we do just like say okay trust in the Lord and I like call it a day and don't really meditate on what that verse is saying
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and I think that we have to understand that our thoughts are smaller our, our mm-hmm. plants are much smaller our understanding is just a mustard seed right so we don't have much so in trying to navigate your life like harry said it's best to really let go just let go of every attachment that you have let go of everything that you think is trying to hold you back and restricting you from proceeding to have a relationship with god let go and let god like just breathe just just say you know what that's a wrap just just let go
0: amen all right so okay. guys bye thank you so much for having bye. me today. thank you guys so much for tuning in today's this podcast i want to take time to blog, plug my book briefly purchase paradox on amazon barnes and nobles thank you guys bye everyone